in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor Sokol. Today, we're reviewing the neo-noir sci-fi thriller, Reminiscence. Written and directed by Lisa Joy, this is Lisa making her directorial debut. The film stars Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Ferguson, Tandy Newton, Cliff Curtis, Raina De Tavira, and Daniel Wu. Well, Taylor, this was a movie that uh, we saw was popping up. Uh, another release that was going to be HBO Max while also in theaters. Uh, looked very interesting from the trailers. It kind of was giving me a little bit of Minority Report vibes uh, mixed with kind of Blade Runner, something you know, futuristic, but not too futuristic. It's not to the point where there's not like, you know, flying cars and all this stuff but there's some kind of invention that's been made where people can use this technology to relive their memories you know they're living in a futuristic uh you know somewhat near the into the future uh where the oceans have have risen up and there was a war and so there's not really a whole bunch of hope for a lot of the people uh still living and unless they're super rich uh and they live in what we call the dry lands so there's a technology they can use where they actually can kind of relive their memories to the point where they almost feel like it's actually real. They can relive the best parts. And Hugh Jackman plays a character that's running one of these businesses. And then he starts to meet a, a, a new girl named May, and then she disappears. And so he starts to kind of go down the rabbit hole of trying to figure out where she is and starts to uncover a lot more than he bargained for. So what did you think of Reminiscence? Um, well, first of all, you you really captured the the feel. I think we talked about this. Uh, I got a lot of these different vibes. It was very, it was a futuristic, you know, great like kind of gumshoe detective noir. And you get uh, Hugh Jackman playing the title role. There's a lot of these great scenes where you hear he's narrating the film, and you know, and it's always that classic. She was a dame like no other, you know, like yeah. uh, you know, yeah. uh, long legs for days, you know. Uh, he didn't talk like that. But no, I really liked the the vibe here because, like you said, it is it is set in the future, but it is not like ultra and, and the – it's kind of – it's a plausible future where we see like, oh, climate change is affected, that the, the oceans have risen and um, because of the unnaturally hot days – uh, people, the night really, the night is where people kind of come out, and uh, it's set in the. Uh, most of the film is set in Miami, which is an interesting choice, and then parts of it are in New Orleans. I really like this film, and I really liked uh, how emotionally gripping the film was. It just runs under two hours, and it didn't feel like a very long, drawn-out two hours. I really enjoyed uh, performances from Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Ferguson, which you're a huge fan of. From uh, she's really kind of come into her own. In the last several years with the Mission Impossible films uh, and Dr. Sleep and Life and then this film. So she really like was a highlight for me in this film. She plays a really good femme fatale. Uh, Tani Newton, who is uh, amazing, working with Nolan, of course, and Westworld, uh, which has been a huge, huge big role uh, for her. And uh, uh, yeah, I really just liked the kind of 
where you can kind of take the trope of this kind of like detective style character who is on the case and he gets involved in this other case and then it kind of like you know he's invested in it but it really was set in a very interesting setting so i thought that was really cool i like the idea of the science uh this technology that you know this could be possible we could relive like in the future this is the the drug of choice for a lot of people is just reliving the good old days and i thought that was really cool that um you could relieve these memories, like you said, and it would be like actually happening. And people could watch your memories unfold. So it was kind of like, oh, this is, and you see the desperation of people like reliving the same memory. Like, and, you know, his character's like, ah, oh, you know, it's on the house, you know, it's so, but uh, yeah, I really like this. And I, and again, I like this that this is another one of those films that we can enjoy um, streaming from home or going to see in theaters. But uh, I did love the score of this film. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. Yeah, and this is, uh, and if we said the name wrong, I'll let you take part of this. Uh, Ramin Jawadi. I want to yeah. say, yeah. And, and of course, we know him from Iconic Game of Thrones, Wars, Game of Thrones yeah. Westworld, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that really just set the tone as like a whole other character to this film. Yeah, I want to say that the, the score was very powerful. And then the cinematography by Paul Cameron really was a whole really interesting part of this movie again we mentioned uh, you know elements of kind of like a blade runner minority report there was a really cool visual component to this movie that kept me wanting to watch more um especially because a lot of this is like is this a real situation or is this in the dream uh, memory situation which uh does there's definitely moments in this movie i feel like you could go back and rewatch. And you would maybe catch new things a uh, second time around, but just the the whole way that they really played out the landscape of, you know, you look at Miami and uh, a lot of it is submerged underwater, but then there's, you know, these giant uh, metal barriers have been made, uh, you know, to kind of block the tide coming in. And so, you know, Hugh Jackman's walking around the street as his character, Nick, and there's just water everywhere. Uh, not to the point you're going to like drown it. You know, it's like, you know, maybe up to your feet, but there's just a, an element of wet in this whole world. And it kind of, it does play this interesting character of like, people only come out at nighttime. Uh, it's too hot to be out in the daytime. Uh, the oceans have, you know, risen up. And then you see like, there's parts of the movie where they go to the dry land, which is like huge, huge skyscraper buildings that have what looks like paradise because these are the rich people that have, have taken all the the stuff that they can they still make it like they're on you know a dry land they don't they're not affected by this water crisis and you have all this going on and there's just some really cool visual moments like there was a whole sequence where like i think it was in the trailer as well you see like a train basically going over the water like the tracks are on top you know the water has submerged all the way to the track so you know, for, and to get from, you know, place to place, you know, cars are pretty much useless at this point now. It's like water taxis and boats and things. So to see how people have adapted in this futuristic world and then, yeah, this technology where they can be submerged into water with this technology, they can put a certain voltage and almost like a lullaby. There's a certain amount of phrases that can be used to put you into this lull and then you can relive these memories. But there's also consequences that come with that. If you stay too long or if you, you know, there's there's certain things that can happen if you uh, go down the wrong path in these memories that can be very uh, damaging to the brain. So 
I thought for the lore aspect of this sci-fi future, a lot of it was very uh, fun to watch. And there is actually some great action sequences in this movie as well. He kind of gets so caught up in trying to find this girl that, uh, you know, things happen where he's fighting sometimes literally for his life. And the other actors in this, you know, we, we obviously mentioned Rebecca Ferguson and Tanny Noon were fantastic, but you have Cliff Curtison here, who, I mean, really is a chameleon. He can play the nicest guy on the planet all the way to a villain. Uh, he's more of a villain role in this movie. Oh, and sure. um, Daniel Wu coming in here as St. Joe. He was a really fun character. I loved it. was so interesting. His character. Um, I'm, I'm, I was glad that I was watching with uh, the uh, captions on because uh, he's constantly speaking. And then there's like in every sentence he says, there is words in his own language. So he would be, you know, saying English words and then he'd be calling him names. And I believe it was Chinese. And it was like, I don't think if I had seen captions, I would have got kind of the gist of what he was saying. Some of that. So that was kind of interesting. And uh, yeah, it's like it's almost like a weird sci fi neon fantasy at nighttime. Seeing how this this place, uh, you know, lives and functions. But combined with the score and the cinematography, it was like not one that I necessarily would say I'm going to rewatch over and over again. You know, it's not like an instant favorite, but it definitely had me intrigued. I wanted to see how it ended. I wanted to see the mystery unfold and Hugh Jackman, you know, he really is uh, top of his, of his line. Uh, you know, we're so always excited to see what he does next. And I feel like this was definitely a, a fun movie for him to tackle. A little more subdued. I mean, there are some um, action pieces he gets involved in, but it's a lot of very intense emotional scenes. Uh, him playing opposite Tandy and Rebecca. Um, would I, I think would have maybe benefited this uh, material maybe better. Again, I did enjoy it. I think this would have been better medium as possible limited series, uh, a TV show. Because again, with that kind of detective you know, style story with the film noir, I think just to explore this future a little bit more because I think it did tease you. You're wanting like, I want to know more about what this future is like, you know, and I thought they, but they did a great job of teasing it with not overtly explaining it. And they're, they respect the audience. Like this is the, this is the world we live in. You know, this is what's happening. So, okay, I get that. But it, it gave you a little bit more like, it would be interesting to see this maybe like an eight, 10 episode arc. Well, also I feel like maybe a prequel could be worthy for this franchise because they constantly bring up in the movie how the war affected everybody. And, you know, Hugh Jackman now is, is running this business and that's how he makes ends meet. And every now and then he goes and works for the, you know, district attorney, you know, there's a case kind of minority report, like, but there's so much that the subtle moments where he has like this notebook and he, he does, you know, drawings and stuff. And he's like, Oh, what's that? It's like, it's memories, not my memories. It's the memories of the people I interrogated during the war. And you can see there's some there's some messed up stuff. So like, there's a lot of references to his his time as serving, serving. You know, he was like, I was in the Navy and I was, you know, uh, you know, part of this, this uh, certain, uh, you know, thing. So it's like you, I kind of want to see I would love to see the movie that shows the water rising, this massive war and then how this technology was developed, because there's other parts of the movie where the technology is used more for like hospital uh, health it's you know he's kind of running this secret business to for people to to you know get their kick with the, the yeah, memory get their, get so, their little 
uh, memory drug fix. Yeah, so I'm not sure, you know, if we would even ever get some of this. Unfortunately, this is one of those August releases where I don't think it did very well at the box office. And, you know, I'm not sure how much it makes when it goes on streaming. But for, you know, one of those movies that's going to come out uh, on streaming, I was happy to see it that way. And it definitely wasn't one that I walked away from being like, well, that was a total bore. Uh, it had a lot of interest and uh, it, it, it made me interested to continue watching the film. And I would love to see a little bit more from this world. But, you know, if it's the one and only time, that's good enough for me. Well, and in the style of we're talking about, um, you know, like Blade Runner and stuff, I definitely enjoyed it more of what it was. Great emotional performances, like we said. Music was top-notch, but definitely, definitely recommend checking this film out if you get a shot. And, of course, you can go see it in theaters now or from the comforts of your own home with HBO Max if you want to share it. Call us. (laughs) But that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.